Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Pit Pass Moto, the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. I'm Dave Selecki, and this week we have as our guest Tyler Scott. Moto America, home of the AMA Superbike Championship featuring 190 mile per hour superbikes, is the official sponsor of Pit Pass Moto. Moto America, the official AMA road racing series for North America, can be found at MotoAmerica.com. Tickets, info, and complete 2021 schedule at MotoAmerica.com forward slash tickets. Don't miss a minute of action. Practice qualifying races and video on demand with Moto America Live plus streaming. Follow Moto America on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And now for the latest news in the industry, we have a report from the field. PJ is out on the road, coming home from Brainerd, the last round in Moto America, and we'll get an update from him. Brainerd, Minnesota was absolutely beautiful. Moto America rolled out the red carpet for fans that were there. And of course, we had a weekend packed with racing. Uh, they made the, the fan experience incredibly good with beautiful viewing uh, sites around the facility, as well as all access to racers and the pits on foot. You could go anywhere you wanted. The tracks was set up in a non-traditional fashion, so hot pit was separated from start finish which is odd and not the norm as we all know at most racetracks be it road race or otherwise uh but it was a good overall fit and we had some incredible action not the least of which was melissa paris and her group of girls in the build train race program those girls were amazing their bikes were absolutely beautiful and they treated us to a wonderful race. The sound of them racing across the across the facility was pretty impressive. CJ Lukex came out on top of that for her first ever road race win over Becky Goble and Trisha Dahl. But congratulations to all those girls. The bikes they built were amazing, and they received a lot of much-deserved attention in the paddock at their podium ceremony. In Stock 1000, our man, the man of the hour, Jake Lewis, came out on top just in time for his mother's birthday on Sunday. So congratulations to Jake Lewis for really having a hold on that stock 1000 class. And Jake took the win over Michael Gilbert and Stefano Mesa. They only had the one race due to the build train race program. That was one. The stock 1000s were limited to one race on the weekend in Superbike race one, Jake Gagne again over Bobby Fong, Matthew Skoltz, and in Superbike Race 2, Jake Gagne again does the double over Skoltz and Loris Baz. That's 11 in a row for anybody who hasn't been counting for uh, Jake Gagne. He's on an impressive roll all but the first race of the year. He has won, so he's got a pretty commanding hold on the title. There are a few races left. Skoltz 
and Fong and Baz are all keeping him honest, no doubt about it. Uh, it was an incredible weekend. The fans were out in force. The weather couldn't have been much better other than the Canadian leftover smoke from the Canadian fires, which are impacting uh, everyone in the Midwest, it looks like. But the facility was amazing. The racing was amazing. And I'm truly hopeful Moto America is able to put it together with Brainerd International for next year. And we could add this event to the calendar on a more permanent basis. Hey, I understand some records fell with Jake winning 11 in a row. That is a standing record of consecutive wins in Superbike. So pretty impressive on the season for him. Yeah, no doubt. And it really just harkens back to the very first race of the year that he unfortunately had some bad luck in. But for that, he would be on a perfect season and it just has the air about him that he's unbeatable. Certainly, the competitors in his class are attempting to keep him honest, but he looks confident. He came out so hard so early by lap two. He had what was an obvious, visible, good lead, and then he just maintained it through the course of the race, just pointing out he's got some speed the other guys need to work to find. And switching gears in the Supersport race, I saw that Sean Dillon Kelly did the double. So uh, just an amazing weekend for these guys. It's good to see him on the gas like that. Absolutely. Uh, Supersport, Sean Dillon Kelly is clearly the man to beat. He was, however, definitely cont- contested. Excuse me. He, there were a number of guys giving him fits. Uh, they were all learning the track, and I think that definitely helped to level the field a bit. It had some very tight corners, very tight sections, as well as the very fast original turn one to turn two. That is a very fast area, but they really were were battling. Uh, we saw some incredible passes. I, re- I recommend to anyone go out to Moto America Live Plus and queue up those super sport races because some of the passes were less than gentlemanly, if you will. Not dirty passes, but they were putting some effort into one another, and it, and it showed, and they're great to watch. Great update, PJ. We really appreciate the uh, in-the-field reporting, and uh, thanks for uh, filling us in on the racing, man. It was great. This week's Pit Pass trivia question is, what important off-road motorcycle was released in 1973? Name the model and the brand. The answer to that after our interview with Tyler Scott. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers stay clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boy's easy opening, smooth pouring container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. We'd like to welcome to Pit Pass Moto today, Junior Cup racer and current points lead holder, Tyler Scott. Hopefully, Tyler, I got your name right there, and uh, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thank you. It's great to be here. Awesome, awesome. Tell us about your weekend. It was a new venue for Moto America. I don't know how new that venue is for you personally, but um, I know Brainerd's been around a long time, but uh, how'd your weekend go? 
Yeah, it was a new track for me. We did we did a test, a two day test before the weekend, a couple weeks prior. But it was a new track for me, and uh, the weekend went pretty uh, smoothly on my part as a rider. Was really fast straight off the bat because I had practice where my competitors didn't, and it was a really good weekend. And we had some issues with the bike uh, in qualifying and the first race with just a little bit mechanical, but uh. It was a great weekend, and I managed to get a second and a first and increase my championship lead. Yeah, awesome results, man. That was outstanding. Now, your warm-up for that race, was that? Did you were you able to get to Brainerd to do your setup and warm-up, or was that at a different venue? Uh, no, we, we uh, actually tested at Brainerd for two days. So we, we basically had the suspension set up, the gearing set up. We were ready as soon as we unloaded. Which is always the best way to be. Now, I understand you've got a race team put together. Now, tell me about Scott Power Sports. Is that the family business or your father helping you along the way? Yeah, Scott Power Sports is my uh, dad's business. And he's really been the guy that helped me get all my bikes and all the sponsors from when I started racing when I was four. And it's just me and my dad and uh, my dad's friend, Davey. You started racing uh, at four years old. Now, was that on the road race track, or did you start off road? Tell us about your, you know, kind of your start in motorcycling in general. How did that start for you? So my dad uh, used to race uh, flat track, and then he also did a, a good bit of road race. I started out flat tracking when I was three, and my first race was at four on a PW50. So I did that for a good bit, and when I was about eight, I tried out the Mini GP because someone suggested it on like a CRF 50 on the asphalt. And I really took to the road racing. I really loved the tracks on my got and like the time on the bike. And I progressed in road racing and I decided that's what I wanted to focus on more than flat track. So I started doing road race and I finally got like a big track bike when I was 10, a Milwaukee 250. And I started racing Weir and CCS. And when I was 12 in 20. 18, I went to the Red Bull Rookies Cup tryouts for MotoGP Red Bull Rookies Cup, and I made it for the 2019 season. So we did Red Bull Rookies Cup in 2019, as well as FIM CEV European Talent Cup over in Spain, which was really competitive. And uh, we struggled a bit the first year. And the last year we did the Spanish series again. We didn't do the Red Bull. We just did the Spanish series with uh, Estrella Galicia. And uh, we made some really good progress there and managed to get some positions in, inside the top 20. That had to be outstanding to go over to Europe and race on those uh, hallowed grounds of road racing, I would imagine, for a young man to, to see that firsthand. Uh, I'm really, really impressed. Um, tell us, you know, so many riders began their career on PW50s. That, that motorcycle just seems to be, well, it's been around since 1981, so that should give you some idea. What really attracted you to road racing? What was the element of that form of racing? Because I know you mentioned flat track and some other things. What was it about road racing that really kind of hooked you into that form of racing? I took to it pretty quick and I was I was quite fast right away. But the reason I loved it so much was like the track time that you get. Because flat track, you get one or two practices that are like four laps and it's like two minutes of practice. You get your heat and then you're main event but it's like a really short like stressful day and the road racing is just kind of more relaxed you get a lot more track time you kind of relax a little bit more and then you can play with strategy and that's what i like about road race compared to flat track but i still do some flat track rounds here and there right before brainerd minnesota i did 
the amateur Grand Nationals in Decorn, Illinois, and I did really good there. I got second in three different classes, and yeah, it was a really good time. Yeah, that was actually one of my questions I was going to ask was flat track and if you still do it, and I think you answered that for us. I appreciate it. This was interesting to me that you've spent time on the KTM 790 Duke. Is that true? I mean, you seem like a young young guy. You're probably a small guy. That's a lot of motorcycle. What was that like for you? Yeah, so right after uh, I started getting up to pace overseas, they train on like the 600s and the bigger bikes. And we didn't really want to go to a 600 and we wanted to try something a little different. So we took a KTM 790 off the floor and uh, we basically took it all apart and chopped it up. We put like a Milwaukee gas tank on RS125C and put some SV650 bodywork on there. And it was uh, surprisingly, it worked amazing. We rode that in some CCS rounds at Jersey and Summit Point, and I got to ride Daytona with it. So that was really cool. Oh, I bet that was. Like I say, that's a lot of motorcycle. And to get out there and do that, I think your future is extremely bright. I wanted to ask you specifically about the KTM. I know uh, you're you're uh, partial to that brand and you're racing against a sea of uh, Kawasaki's in the, uh, in the Junior Cup class. What is that like being kind of the individual out there on the KTM? There's only a few, I think, in the field and uh, you guys seem to hold your own pretty well. Yeah, I'm not, I've been the only... Uh KTM in the field all season. I think there might have been a wild card at Road America, but uh, the bike lacks a little bit in the top end at the end of the straightaway. And so gearing is really critical for us. Every time we go to a track, the bike's really strong through the corners and right getting off the corners. It has a lot of grunt and torque and that's where the bike's really strong. So I have to use that towards my advantage. But so far the bike's been really good to me all year and I love the bike and it just works well. It's always good to see a lot of different brands in the field to, to kind of mix up the battles, and uh, I love to see it out there. And uh, definitely stands out, that orange motorcycle out there. Kind of curious, Tyler, what are some of your hobbies when you're not on the racetrack? What do you occupy your time with? What keeps you busy, either training or hobbies or otherwise? Yeah, so uh, we've been gone for about a month and a half now, so we're driving home. I'm really excited to get back home and start doing some of my hobbies again that I couldn't while I was out here on the road. We have a pool at my house, so I'll, I'll swim sometimes. I really enjoy uh, any type of bicycle, like road bike, mountain bike, BMX. Like I do that probably every day. I do some sort of bicycle riding. And then I also do uh, some stuff in the gym. Not as much, though, as I probably should, but bicycle training is my uh, priority. It seems to be a really popular way for a lot of, I think, all disciplines of motorcycle racing to kind of keep you in shape, but also keep you related to two wheels on the ground. And and you've turned it into not only a hobby, but a way to stay in shape for road racing, I imagine. Yeah, it really works like your legs and your core, where you use like when you're flipping the bike back and forth and uh, the bicycle really helps. Tyler, our time is running to the end here. I just wanted to take a uh, let you take a few moments to uh, thank anybody who's helped you along the way. This is your chance to give a shout out to sponsors or, or people that have helped you. Yeah, like definitely a big thanks to KTM for uh, helping us pull everything together for this season. Arai Helmets, Bob Robbins also was a big contribution. New Roads, everyone that's helped me, Alpine Stars, my whole family for supporting me and being behind me, all the fans and stuff for supporting it. I'm looking forward to the next three rounds and I'm going to give it 100% and go for the championship. Awesome and great to hear. And Tyler, thanks for spending time with us today on Pit Pass Moto. Thank you. 
We'd like to thank our guest today, Tyler Scott, for spending time with us. This week's Pit Pass trivia question was, what important off-road motorcycle was released in 1973? Name the model and the brand. And the answer is, of course, the Honda CR250 Elsinore was released in late 1973. Some people called it a 1974 model. It was named after the event made famous in the movie on any Sunday. Upcoming events. The MXGP of Keegum's Latvia, which is August 8th. In MotoGP racing, the Grand Prix of Styria, which is at the Red Bull Ring in Austria, August 8th. Moto America returns to pit race at PIR August 13th through the 15th. AMA Outdoor Motocross at Unadilla in New Berlin, New York, August 14th. AMA Flat Track and Short Track at Weedsport Speedway in Weedsport, New York, August 14th. Thank you again to our guests for being with us today, and thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app so you won't miss an episode. If you have a moment, please rate and review us. We really appreciate it. Make sure you're also following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit pitpassmoto.com where you can check out our blog. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to Tommy Boy Halverson, Chris Bishop, producer Leah Longbreak, and audio engineer Eric Coltnow. I'm Dave, and we'll see you next week. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.